0: Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated, and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Mulk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as Aussie writer, author, how to be happy out now. More info, (laughs) daveburton.com.au. Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's edition to the Humans of Twitter list, the aforementioned daveburton.com.au. Hello. Hello, Steve. Dave. How are you?
1: I knew I'm I was right. coming on this program and I deliberately didn't look at my Twitter <laughs> description <'cause laughs> I knew I would want to change it.
0: It's look. If nothing else, the public service that is humans of Twitter is prompting people to recreate, regenerate, (laughs) or or just have because uh, it's one of those
1: painful things they ask you to fiddle with when you sign up, Mm. and then you immediately forget about it, Mm. and you spend twenty minutes sweating over it. And I I redid mine when the book came out, which is now a year ago.
0: Well done, yeah. But that's necessary, right? You've got to have that marker in the thing. This well, is who I am that's now. That's it.
1: And you've got to have the web. when you're a freelance writer slash artist, as 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 we both are, and a lot of people we know are. Mm. It's all about promotion. <laughs> <laughs> and social media is there for for what else but putting yourself out there? And you and have
0: it. to leave breadcrumbs everywhere too. That's it.
1: That's it. And be very deliberate about it. But Deliberate but still authentic. Yes. And not too marketing Oh, yeah. But still feel like people are getting something, but you still want to make sure they're getting to a point where they can give you some money. Mm. So it's a delicate and fine balance. And I've been fairly brutal in that description. Let's be honest. I've just said, look, I've written a book. Go freaking buy it. Go to to my website. Please. That's that's pretty much my marketing strategy. I
0: have uh, a pyramid scheme. Where you can make a lot of money, can I involve you in it? (laughs) Help help me write my next book. Help me. Go. Yeah. So that's me. Dave, in social settings, how do you introduce yourself?
1: Usually as a writer. Mm. um, Yeah, most of the time as a writer. I'm not great in social settings. Yeah. Prefer the small crew. But because of this aforementioned freelancing lifestyle, one of the things you have to do online and in the real world is promote yourself. Mm. And you have to get very comfortable with like a certain level of social interaction yes. and being at peace with other people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's usually as a writer and that's... Um, look, writing is what I do and what I want to do most of the time. I've written a lot of plays mm. um, and my first book came out last year um, and... But I don't... Writing is one of those things that in certain circles gets a lot of interest. Mm. One of the most common questions that, that you get asked is, have you written anything I've read? I don't know. What have you read? What have you read? Which is usually, you know, Harry Potter, Fifty Shades of Grey. Like. You know, I wrote that, yeah. Yeah, I wrote them. Yeah, well done. You found me. Out. You read The Da Vinci Code seven years ago. A oh, nom well, that's de me. <laughs> I am Dan Brown JK Rowling and el James all of them um, so no invariably I haven't written something they've mm. they've read um, you know and I say I'm a playwright and then they think that means TV or film right and I go no I haven't I haven't written any TV or film when, what was the last play you've seen oh wicked okay well I didn't write that so uh, that's usually the the conversation that happens
0: that's that well that can be quite the ego burst can't it
1: well, it can I've I've often thought about lying, mm-hmm. like I've often thought about taking credit for somebody else's work. There's a couple of
0: other writers in town, just well, wild, but just the crazy ones. Like oh, so we could, you know, like, like yeah, Shadow wrote that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I ghost wrote that. They, uh, yeah, there was a difficulty with contract, and they called me in yeah. to, um, really fill out, you know, Glinda's. Just roll. flesh out some, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So most of the songs. Yeah, Defying Gravity is me. Yeah, that's me. I did that bit. That's me. I should. I really should. Um, And and there are other writers in town, wonderful playwrights like David Morton and Dan Evans. Mm. And invariably we're getting confused, like, all the time. So we kind of take credit for each other's work. We have casually. a G sound at the start that's of the That's it. So, so people get very confused. So
0: very confusing.
1: Um, but it sounds very arrogant. No one should no one should have any reason to read my work. Of course they shouldn't. And um it's it's different I think and difficult when you're operating on a very local level. Like I've done a lot of plays for Queensland Theatre Company, Labatt Theatre Company, mm. Queensland Music Festival, which are very specific uh audiences and very kind of specific niches. The book is young adult memoir, so it's reached a, a, it's got a wide reach, but I think in Australia typically when you're talking to a non-arts crowd, yes. um there's a level of, um, there's, just, there's just a level of, there's kind of like a fame line. Yes. And if you're not over that, then you're unknown. But underneath that fame line is a tremendous wealth of people. As you well know, you talk yeah. to many, like a huge host of people who are working in the arts or doing creative and interesting things
0: that, um, you know, mainstream Australia doesn't know about. It's a weird threshold. It is. That that society seems to place on the arts community.
1: Well, it's society and it's also like the economic model, the way it's set up. I mean, if you reach into commercial television or commercial radio, Mm. then you've kind of made it. You've kind of limped over the line. You know, I know many ABC journalists and many um, people who frequently appear on ABC television, but I've seen them walk into rooms and been like... oh, my God, it's blah, blah. just yeah. walked into the room and then walk into other rooms and go, oh, no one knows who, you know, Jane freaking Caro is and she's Jane Caro. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's interesting and it depends on, yeah, where you are in any time. Yeah. I don't know how we ended up here, but there you go.
0: Yeah, look, it's... Fame, the way fame it is, is. Fame's an ugly beast. But I don't want... And this is the other
1: thing. You don't want fame. I've met a lot of famous Cash people. in the bank, people. Well, that's I what want, we want. I want money. Yes, that would be sweet. That would be peace of mind, would be mm. great. Um, but fame is... Um, I've met quite a few famous people now and hung out with them socially and they're not like... I've met a few that are really well put together. Sure. But a lot you go, oh, that's... it's Because that? it is a trauma. Mm. It's a trauma to be that thrust out into the public eye and to have... Um, and to have your private life examined in a certain way or to just constantly be aware of your own behaviour in any social setting. Like it's, yeah, it's yeah. you know, you read through it and it's like the symptoms of anxiety. So you kind of go, mm. I don't think I
0: want that. But yeah. There's this talk particularly in, well, particularly in comedic circles that, you know, you can't, air quotes, you can't be a good comedian unless you've had great tragedy in your life or you're mm. coming from a place where it's, mm. you know, the darkness mm. so that, that's where I find my humour and I mm. present it. And I think there's elements of that. Yes. Though I've met some pretty, you know, seemingly they've got their head straight comedians. Yeah. That are standing up and making a job out of it. That's right. There is a kind of,
1: and this is really damaging, the tortured artist thing. That's particularly pronounced in comedians. Mm. Also in a lot of musicians I've worked with. Also in a lot of writers. Like, there's this terribly romantic notion of writers that we all need to smoke pipes and drink scotch and you know which I've I've never done um (laughs) yet yet. see how the rest of my career goes but um this this kind of component of artistry that relies on mental instability is I hope a myth I think everyone whether you're creative or not has shit going on like of course Mm. you've got darkness in your life and how different people deal with that and come to peace with that um is you know I have I I know people who are not in the creative fields at all. Yep. But who go through tremendous acts of heroism every day, turning up to a 9 to 5 job and then going home and nursing a very sick mother or, mm. you know, battling with oh, a sibling's just passed away and now I'm I was an uncle to the kids and now I'm a father to the yeah. kids, you know, and like huge stories of or, you know, how many sto- it's such a sad common story of growing up in households where the households weren't great Mm. um and and you can do that and live with that and turn out out to be a resilient normal happy person you don't have to turn into a crazy tortured artist it's just that art i think attracts a certain amount of people who aren't prepared to pay for therapy (laughs) (laughs) and so what it's want to turn it into something (laughs) in my experience saying that I've written a book about depression and anxiety so that's 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 my own little bent but um, <laughs> that I'm living off that too but yeah it's a weird thing it's a it's an it's an interesting thing to witness in different artists mm-hmm. how they deal with the darkness yeah it just
0: makes the therapy tax deductible
1: doesn't it well yeah that's exactly right only 10% but you know it's 10, enough.
0: 10% oh, it, it it helps yeah. every every bit kicks in yeah um uh, your your book yes. how to be happy can we expect oprah to make it you know, the next The Secret, and then will there be an expose where we re- it's actually revealed that everything in it is falsity and... Look, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I live in hope. <laughs> My hopes aren't
1: high. I think there's a bit too much discussion of... Uh, masturbation in the book Uh, and um, a bit too much discussion about masculinity to really fit in with Oprah's crowd. Mm. Um, Not That's a bad thing. Um, But look, she might pick it up. It is unfortunately all true, Mm. or everything that's in the book. I did think while writing, I should put in a really scandalous lie here to then be uncovered two years down the track when sales have slowed down. That hasn't happened or has it? I don't know, (laughs) read the book and tweet me. (laughs) Somewhere deep in Chapter 8. Yeah. Just dive in. Hint, hint. (laughs) I've lied somewhere. Uh, No, it's all true because, um, yeah, that's that's the boringness I am. But also... um,
0: Boringness, you uh, are uh, rubbish.
1: Boring. But it's like, yeah, I I wrote a book because... I wrote the book um, because I wanted to be truthful about a lot of those
0: experiences. So, yeah, that's where that's come from. Have you, what, what's been the feedback that you've got from people that have, the person that has read the book? i um, very, the
1: person I paid to read, to read the book. The editor. <laughs> the editor. She said it was awful. No, it was, it's been lovely. It's been really, really lovely to connect mm. with young people. It came about because I started doing talks. I was invited to schools to do talks about my own experience growing up. Mm-hmm. dealing with depression and anxiety, dealing with what does it mean to be a young man in the 21st century, dealing with the fact that I uh, grew up with two brothers with Asperger's syndrome. Um, my parents had some troubles. I didn't know whether I wanted to pass girls or boys, so I went into a theatre school. Uh, <laughs> where, which, where That's like 101. It's the Willy Wonka of sexual identity. <laughs> it's like, wow. Um, and... Um, and I got good responses from doing the talks and the talks turned into a book and the book won a prize and the book was published and now it's out there in the world. So it's really lovely to um, to hear from young people. And the whole point of it really is that when I was 15, I wish an adult had turned to me and gone, um, it feels shit and it feels weird being a teenager sucks in my personal opinion. Mm. We've got a commentary going around that being a teenager it's the best time of your life and so on. Mm. Being a teenager for me was awful. It was shit. High school is like you know, Westeros. It's brutal (laughs) and um, hard and Politicky, and you're caught in a really weird situation where you're a child, but you're also an adult. No one's quite sure what to expect of you, mm. and you're trying to please everyone, um, men and women, um, and you've got enough hormones running through you to like <sighs> resuscitate a small dead oh, horse to light a fire exactly. Yeah. And you want to hump everything, and it's like huge. And you're probably going to go through your first family death, and you're probably going to go yep. through a best friend who you're going to lose through something, and. Um, and if you look at the statistics, like, and it's a funny book, I should say. But the reason why the book is written is because the the most common way for young people to die in this country is by their own hand. Mm. And I was there in that place, and I very nearly went there. And I'm glad I didn't. And I'm and part of the book, why the reason the why the book exists, and the reason why I talk to young people, is to try and just go look. You get past this phase because when you're young, you don't realise that there's this whole other bit where you grow up and worry about mortgages and interest rates and mm. are very very boring. Um, but in a great really life fulfilling way hopefully. Uh, we hope. Uh, not to say that the troubles don't end when you're an adult. But when when yeah. you're an adult you've got the life experience to have the resilience. Yes. I've been saying that the books the books gone to parents and teachers as well who have, who have found it very comforting and very and very life fulfilling. So it's it's been really joyous to get that feedback
0: back. Yep. Yeah. That's what it's all about. I guess. And. I would imagine um, not not only important for you because that's like when, when we start to talk about the vulnerabilities of a performer and a writer and yeah. those sorts of things, writing things that have notes of your life or notes of your experience mm-hmm. and it can be, you know, that little bit. Oh, yeah. But then no no this is me. Yeah. This is my years X to Y. That's it. <sighs> yeah. It's love scary. Me. Yeah. That's what I love. <laughs> it's all a desperate cry for love, <laughs> isn't it?
1: All um, it is to a certain extent. Look, look. To be honest about that, it's it's got it. It did have a, it. Does have a very social justice purpose in being out there and trying to help people the best we can. Yes. Um, so I'm going to let the cat out. Let the cat out.
0: So right, don't let- you dare pretend you don't want to get out now. Um, there we pew. go. There she goes.
1: Um, so yeah, it does have this social justice purpose and wanting to, wanting to help people. It also, look, it is me and it is vulnerable, but this is the thing that people forget is that it's a book. So it is all under my control. So Mm. I'm only letting stuff out of the bag that I am comfortable with and I find helpful. I think would be helpful for other people. Sure. It is also a young adult, which means that there's cliffhangers and it's, it has got a certain structure and it's, and it's there's a certain amount of manufactured craft mm. to it to be hopefully a well-written book and i think that's what artists it's an interesting ongoing discussion that i've had and i'm developing now as i'm trying to write more yes is that balance that you strike between being vulnerable but also and being real but like we've been saying also have a measure of craft to it or or deliver a certain purpose whether that's commercial or
0: Otherwise, yeah. 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 Did... At what point did you reveal to your family that this book was coming out?
1: Um, I revealed... They knew that I was doing talks. Sure. And that was all cool. And um, they never went and saw them. And then I'd written the thing and I must have told them, I think, very, very early on when I was writing it. And then I won the prize. Mm. And it's kind of like... But this is the thing about having parents who aren't in the arts. Like, they don't kind of get it. Mm. Like, they go, oh, you've written a show. Cool. Like, there's Yeah, a, there's
0: congratulations. A, what are you doing for well, a job? Yeah, that's
1: right. There's a limited amount of understanding. So, when I'd say, oh, look, I'm writing a memoir, they go, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, well, the cat Who's sick who's today. Whose memoir did, did you, you write? Yeah.
1: <laughs> did you write mine? <laughs> did you, don't you dare write my story? No, 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 just mine. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's... I I told them when I won the prize. you sure. Because the prize was a national award and there was going to be some press about it. And I knew that when it was released, there would be a certain splash and um, there'd be some stories. So I said, look, this is happening. Um, And they were fine with it. And then I talked them through what was in it. Mm. And I gave them the option to read it, which they eventually did, but only kind of six to nine months after it was... Published. Oh, well too late. Well too late to do yeah. anything. But I did say, look, 18 months before it was published, I said, look, you can read it, and if there's stuff you really disagree with, then we can, we can talk about it. Yeah. And I gave them that opportunity right up to publishing. Um, but they consistently said, no, we trust you, and it's fine, and it's your story. And also because um, uh, they're fine. My parents are fine. Mm. My parents have both had long-term mental health struggles and those years of me growing up the teenage years that the book focuses on weren't a great time for our family so it wasn't that they weren't proud i don't think or didn't want to read it it's just that it's it's an uncomfortable experience to revisit that time of your life Yeah. yeah but they did eventually and um they they found it both a positive experience and a healing experience and a
0: slightly uncomfortable one Siri wants to join in as well. Siri
1: right? wants to join in. Yeah.
0: I think she said, I thought so. That makes no sense. <laughs> um, well, it's good that, you know, there was that encouragement yeah, from from your family. Absolutely. That they didn't immediately engage lawyers. Mm. Um, That's right. I mean, and I, I should
1: say that I was fairly restrained. I mean, I just finished reading Amy Schumer's book um, and she like really goes for her parents um, in a major way similar with Rosie Waterland uh, who I've been on the road on and off with who wrote Auntie Cool Girl mm. and our memoirs came out at roughly the same time and her experience is very different to mine but um, mm. similarly she was very honest and open about her parents and that's a difficult thing with writing a memoir you've got to be very careful and you've got to go well this is my story but I don't want to inflict that upon other people in your life so it is a kind of balancing act sure. but no overall the parents were very positive What happened the last time your heart was broken? Oh, fuck me, Malk. (laughs) Jesus. Change gears. (laughs) Jesus, last time my heart was broken. Heartbreaking is a very poetic phrase. I'm trying to think of um, the last time my heart was broken. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, look, it'd be this year. (laughs) It'd be moderately recently. This year's been tough. I've re- I'm reaching a certain point in my career and in my life, a bit of a threshold that that I think you reach at different periods. Every five to seven years, yep. I think people go through a thing of, right, where's my family at? Where's my personal life at? Where's my professional life at? And yep. it's like kind of like a health checkup. And it's re-examining And I think it happens now more in the 21st century Than it has at any other point in history Because people used to just get married and get a job And that was it And that had advantages and disadvantages to it Um, But generation-wise growing up I'm among them And my wife and I moved down to Sydney Um, My wife's an actor Mm -hmm. I'm a writer And we kind of made this decision to go Oh, okay It, it, It was always in our heads um, to go well at some point you move to Sydney, yeah, because um that's where the culture is more so the north of the border allegedly yes. allegedly, and um and this is where you go to have a certain level of success, mm. and what that um. And it wasn't heartbreaking because that's not there because it is there are more opportunities yeah and because there's more opportunities it's more cutthroat it's also more expensive to live oh. Um, and yeah. gregariously. But you, but it started a real conversation about what does success mean? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be successful? And a lot of the stuff that you and I have been talking about, coincidentally, this half hour of like, how do we... Uh, wh- what do we want to be? yep, And where do we want to put priority and value in our life? And that was a very hard thing because I think one of the things you realize when you start to look at your mentors artistically is you go well you can't have everything it's kind of impossible to have a full-blown career a really happy marriage a real a real family that you get to spend all the time you want to spend with Mm -hmm. and like to have everything is a big thing so you reach certain crossroads in your life where you're like where you've got to make a choice yeah. and the choice can be do we stay in Sydney and pay a lot of money and not have savings and, and um, be away from our family and friends to really throw our energy into a career mm-hmm. in Sydney that looks a certain way that we think is the idea of success or yeah. do we come back and also there was it, in the way that life does a lot was happening in my family at the time that wasn't great um, and yeah um, and it and it led to this kind of like examination of like right where do we go from here? Mm. Also, the book being published was huge. I've wanted to publish a book since I was six years old, and you get to twenty nine wow. years. You get to twenty nine years old, and you go right. That's a That's the major life goal achieved. I've got a beautiful wife, and I've published a book.
0: Now uh, who's got a pipe? No, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my fucking scotch?
1: <laughs> so uh, you kind of look. Uh, you look around and go, right, what's next? And it's not heartbreaking, but it's hard. Mm. It's a hard like process to go, right, where do you and it and it's led to being back here in Brisbane amongst friends and families in a house that we can actually afford, yep. doing work that we like, um, that's got a smaller audience but an audience we're more familiar with. It doesn't mean we won't go down back to Sydney again. Sure. Um and, and we both actually do Stupidly enough, <laughs> have work in Sydney in the next couple of months, um, but yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's a tough question, Steve. Gosh,
0: it's meant to be good on you. The the self-evaluation of life. I think you mentioned mm. it earlier. It's something that is more common in in that yeah uh, broader conversations. You know, when you're throwing things like "Are you okay?" Day and yeah, and all that. that's a- it's about. Just checking in even the the mental check myself, how am I going? Or yeah. what is happening? Yeah. And you're right that, that by the time, you know, you reach a certain age, yes. there's a partner, there might yeah. be family, yes, kids, that's right. um, to to involve in that check of yourself. Mm. And like I look at people of our parents' age mm. and I think they did it, but not with the same frequency. Uh, and it used to be about the time of getting a job, maybe some kind of life crisis that mostly involved changing a job. Yeah. Um, and then when they retired. Yeah. And that was kind of it. And they got through that, which is why a lot was made um, of, you know, men in their 40s and those sorts of things. Yeah. Mid- the midlife crisis. Midlife crisis. that was one of those times that maybe went unacknowledged. Yeah. Um, so in, in doing that for you, that sort of mm. ongoing evaluation, mm. have you surprised yourself?
1: Yeah, I think I've surprised myself with... Well, as, as you get older, you become more forgiving of yourself, I think, and more at terms with, like, mm. I need this in my life, and I'm sorry. I just do, mm. and that's what I'm... Do- like, I made... Um, so, I've, I've I've surprised myself with the ongoing kind of, like, levels of comfort I've reached with going, no, I am an introvert, and no, I am probably need... My work to have some kind of social justice outcome in yep. order for me to feel okay at the end of the day, and I really love my wife, and that relationship's really important to me, and I want to have a family, and that preparing yep. for that is really important, and being ready for that is really important. Um, so, going through that kind of list of things, I also think like it's it's good. I've I've come to terms with the idea that change is going to happen all the time. Yep. I'm never going to fall into a job. Mm-hmm. I just think so few of us are that's yes. going to keep me in a super and safe for 20, 30 years at a stretch. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, and that's really hard and really shit in when it when it doesn't at, at certain times, but at other but it's an. I'd much rather it than my parents' life. Mm. To be honest, I'd much rather it than that generation before. Because I see that thing of, of men and women in my parents' age getting to that middle age and going, half my life's gone, and it hasn't been interesting. Mm. Like, we it, we could have... we Some part of ourselves, before we moved to Sydney, went, it's not... We, uh, there's stuff about this that doesn't feel like aces. Like, oh, we're probably going to feel uncomfortable, but we kind of got to jump in and do it anyway, because yeah. one day on your deathbed, you kind of got to go... Oh, I wish, or in fifteen years' time, you're going to look around and go, "Oh, I am start," you know. My wife and I go start resenting each other because we never gave each other the opportunity to go and do the thing that, yeah. and see if that worked out. You know what I mean? So you've got to give yourself the opportunity to just have an interesting life. And when it's not, it's not working out for you. Go, okay, that's okay, and trust that you know you've got enough money, and that you're educated, and that you're healthy, and that you can. You can make your own path kind of thing. I mean, it all sounds very optimistic and hopeful, but I've surprised myself with... Because there are other times in my life I wouldn't be that hopeful. Sure. You know, other times in my life I'd run a very negative message in my head. Um, But the last few months making this major change and and touring with the book and doing all that, um, yeah, something's settled, which is nice. It's excellent. Mm. It'll probably get thrown up in the air again. I don't know, something will happen. But look... Just concentrate on the now, Steve. Concentrate on the now. Everybody hold hands and say, om. Um. <laughs> there's,
0: there's elements of, you know, saying, well, the universe has it or, or you know, whatever deity you in, you invoke yes. in, in that regard. There's also lots to be said for reasonable planning. Yes, and, and that's the, right. the weird mixture of those things yes. is what I think get some people undone because mm. they look at it and go it's too hard i don't know how much to plan and how much to yeah to leave to yep. chance or whatever yeah um man I, I just a lot of the stuff you're talking about i resonate really heavily yeah.
1: with it's a hard balance i think the thing that people can one of the things that's been a major sticking point for me and this is one of something i think that we str- all struggle with a lot when it comes to mental health is that there are certain... There's there's so much shit you can't control. Yeah. But a lot of life is designed to make you think you're in control yeah. and make you think that, you know, you can... There's a certain pathway and that pathway to success is right. And for me and my wife, it was moving down to Sydney. If we're a different type of couple, it would be, you know, I know I know a lot of people like this. It's like, well, we both get full-time jobs and then we buy a house that we can't afford and we return a mortgage and then we do that. And, yep. we, you know, that's the Australian way. Um, and it lures you into this sense that life is controllable and it, and it's i've come to more and more of a realization. <laughs> so much shit has happened this year <laughs> that is just so far beyond yeah like it's like life is an ongoing series of natural disasters <laughs> and when a hurricane hits a town we don't look, when hurricane when a hurricane hits Hits Brisbane, yep. we don't go well. We've got to do something about the fucking weather. I mean, we probably should in the larger <laughs> sense, climate change. But we don't stand around blaming, um, blaming the victims of the storm. You know, in the same way that when life happens when a change happens in your life, whether that's a person getting sick or someone dying or uh, or or, a, or a, someone in your community going through something hard or you're going through something hard, you stand around going, oh, and everybody kind of tries to grab on and get control. And I think it's important, I, it's increasingly important for my mental health to kind of go, oh, okay, the, what, what is actually underneath my control here? And then everything else, I've got a really, Try to let go and Mm. try and just let what happens, happens. Prepare. Yep. Have your emergency fund. Be kind to one another and do what you can do. Um, But don't give yourself too much anguish Mm. trying to fix everything. That's why I've got surrender and forgive tattooed on my arm. I mean, particularly surrender. It's like... Just try and let go because that's what that's what's been held me up in the past. Yeah, we we
0: can be held responsible for the things we do and the choices we make. Yes, but we are not responsible for Johnny next door or you know our boss or entirely. that lady that we met at the shops. That entirely you know maybe cut in front of us for a car park. They are making their own choices
1: entirely, and that's really hard when we're living in an age of that demands that every person is incredibly important and incredibly special and has a kingdom of social media or whatever under their control. Um, they are a brand, Dave. They're, you're a brand. It's like, fuck off. You're not. You're a human of Twitter. That's it. Oh, oh look, look how I brought that back.
0: I was reflecting the other day uh, in a conversation with a friend about um, some of my choices that I've made during my life. Yes. And uh, I was able to really easily identify... Possibly the the biggest sliding doors moment. Mm. Where had I not got on the train, mm. um, the kids that I have now would not have existed. Yeah, likely I would have had children. Yeah, but they wouldn't be these two the, amazing humans that I had. Yes. and I wouldn't be in a relationship with yeah. my incredible wife and those yeah. kinds of things. Uh, and and I, it all came down to at the at the crux of it, it all came down to whether or not I took. This job, yeah. or I went and did this other thing, and I went yeah. and did the other thing, and that's played out to this. And did you know that at the time? No, God, no. no. I was yeah twenty. I'm gonna say two, 21. Yeah, That's huge. Oh, no, in fact, not even. I yeah. would have been twenty. Yeah, that's massive. Um, and because yeah, I got married just after my twenty-first birthday. Yeah, wow. Um, nineteen, even I might have been. God, but yeah, to the point See, where, you, mm. like, I could have. Stuck on this or gone back and changed my degree to be a teaching degree because yep. it was science that I was studying. Yep. Um, or I would go and do this thing. I actually spent the year traveling around Australia as a part of a uh, evangelical Christian youth band. Yeah, wow. Thing, um, as their sound guy. So conveniently, for someone who's a very upfront human kind of dude, mm. spent the life behind the sound desk. Yep. you know, Down behind everyone with the faces looking away from me. Yeah. Which is hell of a challenge. Yes. Um, but yeah, and that spawned life that I'm in now. Yes. Versus... I could be a teacher teaching in Wheeler or whatever. Yeah, um, so it was just a crazy, that crazy moment. Every everything hangs on this, and I'm sure there are, have been many other things that could have split it and splintered it. But that's a particularly clear one. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, you ha- but you have those moments all all the time and it is there's a lot that is left up to the roll of the dice I mean I was very very lucky in that I had two parents who said go and study whatever makes you happy and so I went and studied there. right. but there's a lot of kids that don't have that option when they're in year 12 um, and, yeah. su- and suffer for it, um, have all kinds of expectations on them. Can't I had, have something to fall back on. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Well, I had, I, I was going to, I, I got into the theatre degree with the promise of doing education, but yeah, I didn't, never did. Whoops. Um, yeah, and I, you know that time of eighteen to twenty five is really volatile, really volatile. Yeah. I, I, I've just turned twenty nine now, um, but yeah, you see that that time, a lot of people get lost. Um, I think and you can kind of emerge from that mid-twenties stage or the, your teenage years going right
0: what happened that's yeah. yeah peer out of the haze and go well that was a thing where's my life at yeah mm. totally well and it's
1: like being a parent as well you hear that from parents it's like yep. your kid hits three or and all of a sudden you come back out and you go right where did those years go like because yeah, yeah. you've been so busy just making sure this human has stayed alive mm.
0: yeah I look at the difference between my parents and myself. Mm. Now, vastly different life experiences to whatever. But my mum had me when she was twenty-two. I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. In fact, maybe even a couple of years younger. Mm. She was young. Cause mm. Mum and dad married young. They were country kids. Mm. You know, church-going kids. So that was the deal, right? Yeah. Um. Get married before you have a baby. Yeah. Uh. Because that would be a problem. That would be. Uh. Because no one and has sex. No. Unless it's after Ixnay on the xa indeed um but they so that that was the scenario. and and like we had our eldest and I was 31 and I felt that yeah, I right. was both too old and mm. too young to be a parent yeah. <laughs> in that I felt I had so much to achieve and all yeah. that stoked at yep. becoming a dad uh but also acknowledging that life Radically changed, yeah. Of course, the moment it does. That, that little human entered our lives, does. because I can't just go and do and be and, hey, darling, how about we just chill out and do the something? Oh, yeah, hang on. the baby's crying. Yeah, that's it. It's just life changes forever, in, yeah. in,
1: in 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 a positive and and um a different way, but that is you know whether it's children or, you know that that is oh, getting all very deep and philosophical here. But you you realise the older you get, the 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 um little control that you you have and life kind of happens to you. Yeah. And you've got to navigate it.
0: Yeah. And and the way that we we try and rest back some of that control sometimes can be a real catch for some people.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And for
0: others like whatever. Stuff happens around them and.
1: I know. I'm deeply envious of those people. I've got a couple of friends who um I've got a number of friends who really sympathize with... I mean, I, I I have and have had ongoing clinical depression and anxiety disorder and all these labels. And I've got a, a few friends whose brains are very similar to that and we can kind of understand each. And then I've got other friends that's like, no, so you don't go home with that self-hatred voice. No, you just don't. Yeah. You walk out of that so, and you don't have that. Yeah. Wow! Or yeah. you don't have the constant commentary of like self-examination and self-punishment. No. Okay. Was that any good? Did interest- they like me? Yeah. All of that. No. You just okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Great. I don't understand what planet you're from. We'll I'm glad put- you're in my life because I can learn something from mm. you. But geez, you're different. We'll yeah. put your head in a jar later.
0: That's it. What? In the midst of all this, Dave, what yeah, yes. for you is a source of strength? Um, uh, protein. Mm-hmm. Is pretty good <laughs>
1: uh, it, yeah, A source of strength uh, There's a few things that are really key One is um, And this is a very nice answer But my by, my wife is Sincerely the best human being I know um, As well as my community I'm, I'm very lucky to have a very strong group of friends yep. And we, we rely on each other a lot And support each other Which is very um, gr- Good um and as they've quite literally saved my life on a couple of occasions um and uh so that's one people is one the other is um when I can give myself permission to let go of the analytical brain and this is what saved me through teenagehood and fall in love with a book or mm. a movie or a tv i am a nerd and to sure. be able to go into that go into other worlds and love them is um, really therapeutic and healing, and cooking is the other thing. Yeah, food and cooking is is kind of a big deal, and kinesthetic um, kind of distractions that get me out of my head and doing stuff is really good, and that kind of uh, restores my battery. Yep, so to speak. Those three things are really, really key.
0: Well, cooking's a great example, isn't it? Because there's uh, unless you're, free, you know, unless you're freestyling it. It's a list yeah, of rules. That's it. These are the things you're going to do. You don't that's have to right. think about it. Yes. Do this, chop that, put it yes. in here, make it think this. Yes. And it should, you know, if you've done it before, you'll know it. at this point it's going to start to smell that's and taste right. like these things.
1: And then you're literally nourishing yourself. It's mm. an act of kindness. And I don't think there's any greater act of love that you can do for other human beings than cooking something for them. Like, it's it's just a... It's, the loveliest gift to give to people. Mm. So to be able to give that to people is is a wonderful thing. It's also really moderate because you can go, okay, I've only got twenty minutes. What can I do? Or it's like I'm going to clear the morning, yeah, and I'm going to do something weird and push myself We're a little laying this bit down. Yeah, that's put it. Some slow cook something on. Go. Let's put some music on and yep. turn the phone off and
0: off we go. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> what what TV has you? Uh, obsessed at the moment. What have you connected with that you're just in the middle? Ooh. of? Ooh, I'm in a bit of an in-between phase,
1: B- but well, I just finished Stranger Things. Like the Excellent. rest of the world, yeah, yeah, and love that. Um,
0: Most my... popular Netflix series ever, apparently. Oh, is it really? It's
1: the officially word is. That. Wow,
0: they're saying over house seen... of cards. Over, I know, I know, yeah, but wow. they're saying that they've seen an uptick in subscriptions because since of... it's come out. It's that show that's got. It's it
1: it's it does have. It is talked more about than those other
0: two, I think. It's, it's the a- Breakfast Club generation, right? Yeah, that's that's it. all it is.
1: That's it. That's it. It's people our age going, Oh, I remember that. It's the power of nostalgia. Mm. Everything old is new again. That's... Yeah. But that was obviously extraordinary. My wife and I... <laughs> you know season two's coming as well. Oh, I know. They're just announced. I would hope.
0: Oh, please.
1: But I also loved... Sense 8. I yep. really got into Sense 8. That was really good as another Netflix sci fi thing. Um, my wife and I, in the whitest, most heterosexual thing we've ever done, <laughs> d- it ended and then we discovered it properly have gotten into The Good Wife. And we're like oh, halfway yep. through season four mm. and are like, yeah, it's a legal drama. Yep. And we are not people who get into legal dramas, but it's a particularly well written, well performed legal drama.
0: And there's something so soothing. And it's not quirky, right? That normally you go down the legal it's, drama, it's oh, procedural oh, it's, it's, or it's quirky. That's it. It's and not this quirky. blew both of those out of the way.
1: It's it's quite straight-laced but good human drama writing. It's network television, so there's a lot of episodes in every season, oh, which yeah. means that the writing occasionally dips in and out and and you go, oh, mm, they kind of blew that moment. But then there are others that you just
0: go, this is really... yeah. Good. Reliable performances too. That's the other thing that that's Network TV it. gives you. You're yes. either Across somewhere you've got 22 episodes in the yes. season. You get someone like a Christine Baranski to step yes. in. And man, that lady delivers. That ensemble cast
1: is great. Mm. And they get... Like, we've just finished a run where Nathan Lane popped yes. up. And Sarah Silverman popped up as yeah. a guest star. Matthew Perry's popped up. Eddie is out Like, enormous, great really cast. great... Great cast. Great yeah. ensemble cast. That's so like, oh, that's good. And for good rubbish... My wife adores and I don't mind. But dating naked yeah. as an example of seeing humans being stupid yeah, yeah. is just so good.
0: One of the more deliciously ironically titled shows because while they are naked they are and naked. they are dating, all their naked bits are blurred out. That's it. For for network television America or of cable course. television.
1: Of course, because nipples are offensive. Oh. Well, female nipples are offensive, apparently. So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the boys' nipples are there. What's going on with
0: that? It's because they don't have fleshy things behind them. <laughs> but you're sacs.
1: the TV guru. I should ask you what is the one thing I
0: haven't watched that I oh, should. Gosh, well you've ticked you've ticked some boxes straight out. Yeah. Um, if I would offer that uh, some alignments, some similarities, yes. dating naked. Look up uh, SBS Two and air at Adam and Eve. Oh, Adam okay. looking for Eve, right? Which is a Dutch series that also had a German series, which was effectively dating naked, but they were marooned on an island. A guy with two girls, or a girl with two guys. Oh God! No, a guy with a girl, or a girl with a guy, and then someone else showed up oh, after like twenty-four no. or thirty-six hours of them being together naked on the island. Someone else just. Someone else her. appears, yeah, right. and the central person has to then decide, like, that becomes challenges. You have to paint yeah, me. Yeah, of course. So, like, like, paint a picture of me.
1: What a time to be alive it's, that it's this amazing. shit exists. Isn't it, is it amazing? amazing.
0: <laughs> uh, and the, inevitably, the hottest one on it is the hostess, oh, the lady course. that hosts the show. Of course. Never naked. Yep. No. Which is disingenuous, I think. It, well, yeah. It's if also to do that...
1: They're the person being paid, yeah. so all of a sudden it becomes ethically weird. For them. Also,
0: no blurring. Oh really? Um, yeah this well, is there you go. this is the you big You get hook. your bits. You do get your bits though they are very well edited and there's not lots of dangles. Yeah right. You know. Uh and not all of the guys are massively well hung, which is great. Well, there you go. That's reassuring. And not reassuring. all of the women, and maybe this is the Dutch touch, not all of the guys are big dicks, and not all of the ladies are, you know, perfect hourglasses, whatever. Well,
1: they, well thank God. There's some, you yeah, know, meat. Thank there's God. There's some
0: skinny skinnies. Yeah, great. Variable size breasts. Yeah, nice. You know, so if you're wondering about Am I Normal, watch that and just go, yeah, Yep. yep. This is, two episodes will
1: reassure you, you are normal. The answer to that question is always yes.
0: Um, I am chowing through Mr. Robot. I'm enjoying that, even Uh, in the second season.
1: Yes, I've got to get back into that. We watched the first couple of episodes and then lost track of it, but there's so much going on. It's one of those shows you have to take some Mm. focus. So we've got to dive back into that, but loved it. And I will give you a heads up. I
0: am... I got access to Westworld, the new HBO drama.
1: I've heard it is good. Yes, big yeses. Oh, okay, me.
0: awesome. I've seen the first. Th- they gave me four, and I smashed through three straight away. Nice. Just went, yep, next one, yep, next one. I've s- someone else I know is previewing it, and they've gone, oh well. The only thing that people talk about in episode one is this. Everything else is pretty rote. And I went, did we like? I know that this person's approach is fairly mm-hmm. dry and usually mm-hmm. counter to the way I think. I watched it, and it went. Man, if HBO nurture this, this is a new Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah, well, that's what they want it to be, isn't it? They're oh, putting so, so much money into it. And Game of Thrones has been huge. And what? They've only got two years left well, on Well, a the three-year flock. run-up. They announced yeah, it in 2013. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, like, Anthony Hopkins, oh, Rachel... Is it Rachel Evans-Wood? It, yeah, that sounds I think that so. That sounds right. Apologies. Um, uh, the guy from the Marvel uh, with James Marsden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and some other people that you just... go Oh, that guy. Yeah, cool. He's everything. Well, okay. he's I've yeah, got to
1: watch it then. That'll be great. I'm and I'm, I'm
0: loving it. the... It really is a black and white almost switch between running Westworld yes. as this theme park yes. and all of the future sci-fi stuff yes. that is that. Yes. And the West where... Nice. That is the theme park where people go, spend their money yeah, nice. to, to go and have the experience. It's pretty amazing. All right. Awesome. I'm yeah. excited for that. That's and, great, and plus it's you know robots taking over the world. That's always good. Well, that's good fun. Oh, mm. Ethan Hopkins, please. Yeah, he's great. Yeah,
1: he's good. He was in Brisbane recently, looking like an old homeless man for Thor. Yeah,
0: because well, that was necessary. He that was to be an old homeless par- man, apparently. Um, Dave, what are you going to achieve in the next twelve months?
1: Oh, for fuck's sake, Stephen, so
0: Jesus. demanding. Next twelve months. Well, we're going to
1: buy some furniture. Good. Because uh, we've moved from Sydney to Queensland and are paying a hundred dollars less for a substantially bigger home. So there's certain rooms in our house that echo mm. at the moment. So we need, need a, some bean bags. We need some beans bags, we need some, we need a table. Yes. I'm gonna write another book. Good. And I don't know I I've got a few options as to what that is, but I um and hopefully have a pathway to it being published. I'm mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I will, but that's an that's an effort. I've just I've got a play on at the moment that's got another two weeks left of its run. That's been received quite well Good And is probably one of the most successful things I've written in quite a while So I think that will have some other version of itself Possibly Um, So Yeah, I'm going to cook some mean food Good Uh, I'm going to swim in a beach across Christmas Mm, Excellent That's some stuff I want to achieve That's. I'm going to watch Worst
0: World Yes, you are
1: yeah, going to walk my dog. Uh, but yeah, another book is the main kind of thing. Need another notch on the belt. Yep. To kind of go, yep, yeah, and just prove to myself that I can do it again. Keep it wasn't sense, a fluke. Yeah. Yeah. Keep keep all those many ones and twos of cents. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if if they get rid of the five cent piece, which apparently has been discussed at the oh, federal really? level. Yeah. Right. Um, that's three coins I've seen die in my life.
1: <laughs>
0: that's sad.
1: Were you, were you, are you old enough to have seen the one and two die?
0: Yeah. Oh, hang on. Maybe I'm old enough to have seen the one and two die. When did they go? Oh, Copper went in, I'm going to say the mid, oh, oh, I think the late eighties. It might've been the early nineties. Yeah. Well, that's me. Cause I remember the transition and the fact that they then went to this idea of rounding up and rounding down. Yes. You know, if you buy course. something, it's a dollar 98. Oh, that's two bucks. That's intense. Um, but I also have fond memories of, as a kid of going to, you know, there was this, this one store was A tobacconist, I think, but they, they were the keeper of all the really good one cent and two cent lollies. Yeah, so you could hand over your dollar note, yeah, right, and get this just bulging white paper bag oh my God. full of one cent lollies.
1: They don't do that anymore. No, whatever happened to the Aussie Corner store?
0: Buggered. Well, I've been, uh,
1: yes, Aldi's eaten them. All Woolworths the romanticizing of
0: these things, right? The, the fact that this was a place that was selling cigarettes, and I'm sure kids. Well, younger than what they should have been, walked of in there, course. and blah blah blah. The fact of course that, they were. you know, it, you couldn't display all of his wares the way that he did then, yeah, because they have to be in a closed case that no advertising, yeah.
1: My dad has sweet memories of being some of the happiest times of his life, he's mm. being nine years old, getting on his bike in Wynnum writing a couple of blocks to the news agency having enough money to get a couple of X-Men comics and a chocolate Excellent, and that's his Saturday yep. and it's like yep and he
0: did that for 20 cents
1: that's it that's it and now buggered.
0: stranger times indeed indeed hey Dave hey Steve thank you so much for the chance Thanks, to mate. speak today man Please awesome know the things that you've said are very special and you're highly valued my friend I feel it good I feel things <laughs> Don't we all? The lesson in that for all of us. Thanks, Steve. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. I will. Very clearly, you're a person who has the propensity to tweet from time to time. I do. Are there other social accounts, other places online you would want people to know about?
1: Online, I'm Dave Burton. So, Twitter's Dave underscore Burton. I'm Dave Burton Writer on Facebook or on, or you can just go to my website, DaveBurton.com.au. Simples. Simples, man. No no
0: gramming no pinning things.
1: I do have an Instagram. Mm. Most of the time it's food. Yep. But Instagram is I think six feet above with a numeral six. Six FT above. I've got to change that. <laughs> uh I haven't gone into
0: Snapchat. Haven't yeah. gone into that world. So that's me. This has been humans to Twitter, and I can confirm that at Dave underscore Burton is indeed human.